0: Hi, it's Michelle thank you for joining me for this segment of the Holy Spirit you channel podcast humility will take us higher if we let it humility will take us higher if we let it in uh, Philippians 2 there is This is a good, although humility and humbling and uh, being humbled is talked about throughout the scriptures, throughout Old Testament and New, Philippians 2 is a good place to um, really see kind of a snapshot of what it means to be humble. Um, this is the scripture. Let me, let me just start reading this. I don't want to talk about it too much until after I read it. Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing, I'm in the King James. Those of you that know me know this is my preferred version. Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing, no thing, be done through strife or vain glory. Strife vanity, trying to get glory for yourself, creating division. But in lowliness, humility, of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Now, these are not, you know, I used to hear these cute little sayings we like to come up with. It's the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Options. Well, we say that, but we don't act like that. And and the Lord is not interested in what we say. He's interested in what we believe and how what we believe informs our thought process because our thought process is what drives our conversation, our behavior, how we think about others, how we think about ourselves, how we think about him. That's why the Word of God says the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, your strength, and the second is like unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So when we love the Lord with all, the result is loving our neighbors as ourselves because we have received the fullness of the love that God is giving us by giving him our all. So the natural outcome, the natural result of that is that we love our neighbors as ourselves, right? So he says, let nothing... Be done in strife or through strife or vainglory this is a principle let allow nothing to be done whenever you see the word let in the Bible that's what it means let let there be light allow there to be light meaning there's the capacity for something not to allow it let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in lowliness or humility of mind let each each what each person who claims to be of Christ esteem others or another better than themselves this is then this is the model of Christ and the subtitle for this chapter is be like Christ look not every man every human on on his own things but every man also on the things of others that doesn't mean i'm looking to covet it doesn't mean i'm looking to take to steal or to duplicate what it means is that i'm looking out for you the same way I would look out for me and mine this is a kingdom principle this is not a cute story he's telling us how the kingdom works let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus now how many times have you heard this let this mind this thought process let this in uh, intention this motivation this love be in you which was also in Christ Jesus Who? Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with Him. So He understands who He is in the Lord. He understands who He is. He understands what He embodies. It said, But He made, He chose. He made Himself of no reputation. He made a choice, understanding the Father's will and His role. In the fulfillment of the father's will he made the choice to make himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men that means that in order for the Lord to come down here Jesus Christ Savior and Lord in order for him to come to earth to be manifested he had to make a choice and that choice was to give up his glory Humility. Humility, if humility was a choice and a requirement for Christ to fulfill the will of the Lord, what makes us think that it is not also a requirement for us? Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. We like that part, the being equal part. That's what Satan said. Well, the Lord doesn't want you to know. You know, if you eat the fruit, you'll be like Him. He doesn't want you to be like Him so now we think we now we think we're like him why because we are we're conformed we're not transformed but he made himself of no reputation and I want to emphasize that he made himself he chose he decided he did what was necessary to humble himself although he could have walked in the fullness of his power and the fullness of his glory he chose to humble himself understanding what was at stake and took upon him the form of a servant and was made into the likeness of men. 2 8. And being found in fashion as a man, as a human, a male human, he humbled himself and became obedient, even obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Humility is the key to our salvation not just ours specifically but humility is the only reason we can even have a conversation right now not my humility or yours but Christ's humility is the only reason we can have a conversation his humility drives obedience if I don't humble myself those things in me that think I know better I'm bigger than I'm better than I can't obey at least not according to "I can't obey God's way." We like to walk around in self-righteousness, which God hates, by the way, hates. He hates self-righteousness, He hates lying. We like to walk around in these things, but He says, no, humility is what drives kingdom. Why? because humility makes me obedient humility makes me pliable humility makes me the clay on the potter's wheel when he was here he humbled himself and then be- and became obedient humility and obedience go together unto death even the death on the cross Humility will take us higher if we let it. Humility will take us higher if we let it. The point is, when we look at things like prophecy, prophecy, the purpose of prophecy, you'll listen to the other parts of this series on prophecy. The point of prophecy is to take us to the higher place. He who humbles himself and as I say he unless I make a distinction like I did a few minutes ago a male human when I'm referring to man or he please don't get caught up in our small mindedness of gender reference God is not that small God is an all-inclusive God he died for everyone so when I say things like man the, the distinction that we have to make is that God didn't say only man. He gave males specific responsibilities, as well as female. But when I, I'm talking about me now, when I say man, unless I make a distinction in terms of a gender reference, what I'm referring to is human versus deity. And I wanted to make that interjection. Because some of you get are getting stuck there even now even though that's not where your focus should be but the point of prophecy is to take us to the higher place they who humble themselves shall be exalted those who exalt themselves shall be brought low that's a principle that is a kingdom principle it's like gravity if you jump up you must come down he who humbles himself will be exalted humility will take us higher if we let it prophecy will take us is the purpose of prophecy is to take us from a low place to a higher place we were in sin and Christ Christ came Christ is prophetic in by nature he came to take us to a higher place not only that he manifested spiritually But then he manifested himself and showed us what that higher place looks like by how he lived how he treated people how he spoke humility will take us higher if we let it prophecy is not to divide the body it's not to make us think we are God it is to get us to the place each of us individually to the place that he created us to be So we might come in under sin, but the fact that he delivered us from sin, conquered sin, hell, and death. He's saying, I need you to understand that there's some work we have to do because you came in under sin, but I've moved sin out of the way. However, you've been conditioned to sin, so I'm sending Holy Spirit to, I'm making up this word, decondition you. It's easier to learn something than it is to unlearn something but don't worry I'm sending another helper I'm sending the comforter I'm sending the teacher why because we still have to navigate the conditioning that we have to sin we have but we in order to do that we have to humble ourselves if my people would humble themselves that's the Lord talking to the church to his people So when we are able to humble ourselves individually and therefore walk the path that the Lord has, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. How does he do that? By the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what he sent the Holy Spirit to do is to lead us in that path. That kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. How does he do that? When we humble ourselves, he's able to live through us. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit humility will take us higher if we let it so then as we individually humble ourselves and obey he can rightly fit the body together because it's the word of the Lord says every joint shall supply now he's not saying joints that haven't been obedient if the joint is not obedient it's not a part of the body and or it is an arthritic joint not a supplying joint So the lord is not going to contradict himself when he could swear by no greater he swore by himself he doesn't need us to agree he desires that we agree and so he lays out very plainly what is required in order for us to come into agreement with him we don't put ourselves in agreement we choose Lord, I agree with you, I don't understand, I don't even like it, but this is what you said, so therefore I agree with you, I believe you, I trust you. I believe that you are, that you exist, and that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. But the person that actually does this is Holy Spirit. He causes us. I call uh, God Almighty the God of causation. He causes us by his Spirit in Jesus' name to come into agreement with him when we choose to humble ourselves. That's why he says, humility will take you higher. If you humble yourself, I will exalt you. You don't have to spend all this time trying to make yourself important. You don't have to spend all this time trying to be God when that's not what I sent you here to do. And in fact, when you do that, you are in direct opposition to me, saith the Lord. So when we humble ourselves, and we're obedient to the Spirit of the Lord, and He's able to lead us in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake, not for yours, not for mine, not for anybody else's. For His name's sake, He's able to rightly fit the body together in a manner that allows Him to move throughout the earth to win others to Him. Now, we can't see the formation of the body necessarily beyond anything, unless unless He shows us something in the Spirit. We can't necessarily see how the body moves. But if we would just commit to doing our part, the Lord is more than able. He's always provided himself the ram. He's always provided himself. Always provided himself. He needed a ram. He needed a sacrifice. He put a ram there so that Abraham didn't kill the promise. He needed a lamb. He put himself there what makes us think in this Holy Spirit era which it has been since the day of Pentecost why we don't get that yet I don't know we should be walking in resurrection power but we should be eating eating steak eating the meat teaching the meat of the word and yet we are still walking around arguing about things that have no bearing whatsoever on on our growth and maturity in the lord if he provided himself a ram as a sacrifice then provided himself a lamb as a sacrifice what makes you think he doesn't have everything he needs to provide himself again in our day in our age in our time he's looking to us for obedience That's what happened with Abraham he took his son he put him on the altar had the knife in his hand obedience Jesus Christ was scoffed beaten mutilated still went to the cross we may not have the same types of physical experiences there is still a cost there is still the living sacrifice aspect of this walk of faith the just by the way shall live by faith what is the just and Abraham believed believed and it was counted to him for righteousness that's the just the belief part the belief faith without works is dead now we have done all kinds of things to misconstrue that scripture basically all he's saying if you believe then you're going to obey it's not difficult it's not challenging really the Word of God is very simple when we get over ourselves and we allow Holy Spirit to lead us humility will take us higher if we let it so he can rightly fit the body together in a manner that allows him to move through us in and through us throughout the earth to win others to him when we exalt him he draws others when we humble ourselves he exalts us then when we exalt him he draws others If we have not committed to obedience we have no need for prophecy because after prophecy comes instruction and in order to follow instruction we have to obey not group instructions okay group instructions come to play when we have group obedience group obedience cannot happen unless there's personal obedience Okay. Perfect example. Old Testament, you see it all the time. The whole body. All of the children of Israel are suffering. They're doing their prayers, they're making their offerings. They're going to church when they're supposed to go to church. They're getting up when they're supposed to get up. They're sanctifying themselves when they're supposed to, but they're still having all of these difficulties. Group obedience. But not because one, in several instances, had decided to worship another god, or had was in possession of other gods, and until they dealt with that sin, they were plagued by God. By the way, some not even knowing why are we why are we going through? Well, because you all haven't dealt with the sin that's in your midst. how true is that for us today we haven't dealt with the sin that's in our midst why because we're not honest about the fact that we still have sinful tendencies yes Christ delivered us but that doesn't mean he he, we don't have any work to do if we didn't have work to do he wouldn't have sent Holy Spirit he says y'all are in a mess but I'm gonna come down here and I'm gonna I'm gonna to choose to give up my glory I'm gonna humble myself to show you how to live how I how I how you were created to live then I'm gonna to go to the cross and move everything out of the way that's hindering you from living that way but you still got work to do because even after you see all of that Holy Spirit is gonna to have to walk you out of all of your junk what I call it is the residue of sin right when a baby, and I'll use this as the example, when a baby is in its mother's womb, the placenta nourishes the baby, ensures that the baby grows in the proper way and in the proper time. But once that baby is born, the placenta becomes the afterbirth. And immediately when the baby is born, the placenta has to be taken off because what was giving the baby life in utero? will kill it outside of the uh, outside of the, uh, the uterus the afterbirth of sin many of us have not allowed the washing of the water of the word to wash off of us the afterbirth of sin and so that afterbirth is killing us that's why he says the washing of the water of the word there's several reasons for that but that's one of them When we are committed to obedience, we have we are able to follow instructions. The instructions may be painful. They're personal. They're the things that we need to do personally, individually, uniquely to align ourselves with a holy God. And it only happens when we choose to humble ourselves. This is not positive thinking, it is a spiritual process. We have to give him permission we have to humble ourselves we have to acknowledge that even though we want to know everything we know nothing we have to acknowledge that even though we act like God or think we're God we're not and if we truly want to be like Christ we will make ourselves of no reputation take on the form of a servant the greatest of all is the servant of all because humility will take us higher if we let it. My name is Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of the Holy Spirit youtube Channel podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.